0: Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. The recaps for Meseches Kedushin Daf Yomi are being sponsored by my good friend Mordechai Weinschneider. May our learning be a schus for him, Mordechai ben Miriam Rifka, and may he only see bracha and atzlacha in his life. Now on to the episode. Today's Daf Meseches Kiddushin is Daf Min Aleph. As Hashem, we're starting the second-to-last line on Nunamud Beis. We're going to have two sections in today's daft. So let's begin with the first section, really, which is connected to yesterday. Yesterday, Rav explained to us the reason if a person's mikdash two women, who are Arayas, like two sisters, it's not effective Is based on how Rav learned, is that since the Pasach teaches us you can't marry two women one after the other, that are sisters, for example— and since it's not p'zacharzeh, it's also not effective of uh-huh. asachas. That was Rabba's p'sach yesterday. So the Gemara challenges, begins to challenge this p'sak based on a series of teachings. So we start off that um, there's a b'risa that seems to say that if you take off a fifth for meiser, means you take off four parts and then the fifth is meiser, it would be effective to fix the first four out of five parts that you separated. But why is it effective if you can't take one-tenth after one-tenth? So you see Rabba's principle is not true. So the Gomorrah answer is, actually, it could be done in halves, one after the other. Meaning, if you take off one kernel of uh, grain, or for example, as meiser, and you say half of this, which is a half measure, is effective, it could be metstarved with another half measure. But you can't use that same sfar regarding kedushin, so therefore it can't be effective of asachas as well. Question number two, why is it that meiser behemah is effective on a tenth and the eleventh that emerge at the same time, if it's not effective when you... Mark one as meiser BeHema, and then the next, So the Gemara says, because it could be effective in a case of error, means where he marked the ninth as the tenth, the tenth as the ninth, etc. Since it's effective there, it's also effective when you mark the tenth and eleventh as the tenth, unlike Kiddushan, which is not effective in error. Question number three, why would it be that a Toda, carbon Toda, would be effective if you brought 80 breads, if it's not effective bezachar it shouldn't be effective uh, bevasachas. So the Gemara is really asking in Chizkiah's Shita, who seems to say it would be. If it can't be effective forty after forty, then eighty shouldn't be effective either. So the my answer is actually everybody agrees in a scenario where it's Bivasachas, you sanctified the carbon toda on eighty loaves of bread, it wouldn't be effective. The case over here is you just brought four, you brought eighty and you brought the carbon toe to Stam. According to Chizkiah, we assume he meant to bring the additional 40 as an achrayas as backup, and therefore it's perfectly effective on 40. According to Rabbi Yochanan, he meant it to be a large carbon more than it's supposed to be, and that's why it's not effective. And the Gemara just finishes off and says, according to Rava, we could have explained the reason that this kedushin is not effective in our Mishnah is because it's not Misur and Labia because if you marry two sisters you can't have relations with them but nonetheless he said based on Rabbah's principle as a further elucidation of Rami Barchama who quoted the pasuk of Isha El Sikach so he said you're not learning the pshat and the pasuk right but the pshat and the Pesach combined with Rabbah's Shita could be an explanation from our Mishnah as well that if it's not effective B'zachar Zeh which is from the implication of the Pasuk, also B'vah is not effective. Moving on to the second section, which we'll pick up with what we just mentioned, this concept of Kedushin, that's not Messur and so if he marries women, but he can't have relations with them. We have a machlaikis. Abayah says the kedushin is nonetheless binding the need. Gittin, Rava says it's not. And Barahina explained Rava based on the Pasuk that seems to say, ish ish It's only effective if it could be uva'ala. But if he can't have relations, the kedushin itself is negated. Gemara brings a series of questions against Rava now from Mishnai. So first, our Mishnah. Okay. Our Mishnah would emerge difficult on Rava because our Mishnah seems to say, in the Reisha, that the reason it's not effective is because he tried to marry two women that are Arias, like two sisters. But that implies if he married one of the two, and you don't know which one it is, it would be effective, even though it's not Kedusha, Mr. and labia. However, the Seifa in the story, it seems difficult on Abaye, because the implication of the story is that both sisters are not married, even though... Meaning it's totally ineffective, even though it's condition that's not Masur and Labia. Even though he's trying to marry one of the sisters, nonetheless, it wouldn't be effective. Why is it not effective? So Habayi resolves the Mishnah, and I'll read it as follows. The Reisha means to say it's not effective when you marry both, but it would be effective if you marry one of the two Arias, even though it's condition and Masur and Labia it's still effective. The Seif is saying that if his person specifically said, libia, so then he excludes the Arias because those are not Ra'ul And therefore, that's evidenced by the story. Only the other three are married, since he said the ones that are labia. And he tried to marry one of the two sisters. They're both not really Libya, therefore they're excluded from the Kedushin. Rav resolves the Mishnah and says, actually, you have to re-explain the resha. The risha is like this, is that if you marry one out of the two, it's like you're marrying both, which is not effective at all. And then the Seifa is saying, this is supported by a story where he said, all three of you are married to me, plus one of the sisters. In such a case, only the three are married. The other two sisters are not able to be married. Question number two on Rav, there's a Mishnah later on, and it says, the implication of the Mishnah is, if a father marries off one of his Kitana daughters, the Bogras are not included, but all the Kitana's daughters are included, even though it's a suffix. How could it be? It's a Shem Iser and Labia. So the answer is, it's talking about where there's just one Kitana, and therefore she's married off, and there's only one Bogaris, and even though she made the father a Shliach, it's natural that he would marry off the Kitana, which is his mitzvah and not the Bogaris. That's why it says the, the Kitana is married and not the Bogaris. Question number three on Rav, uh, from that same Mishnah on base, Adam Bays, teaches that if a person, a marri- father marries off a Gedola, means he has a bunch of daughters, say so he has two sets of daughters from two different wives and he stipulated on marrying off the Gidola but it's unclear who he was referring to. It includes all the combinations besides the youngest of the younger group of daughters. The implication is even though it's not Masur and labia, because you can't have relations because one of them is it might be Achos Ishton Nonetheless, it's effective. Kashan Rava. Answers Rava. Initially they knew which one the Gidola was referring to or they only forgot later. So since it was Masur and labia, the Kiddushan is effective you need Gitan for the other three. We only forgot after the fact. And the Chiddush is that we're excluding the opinion of Rabbi Yossi, who says, A person doesn't place himself in a status of suffolk, and only the oldest would be usher. Rabbi says, no, he would, and that's why all of them would be included in this isser. Question number four on Rava now. The Mishnah yavamas teaches if a person married one of two sisters and it's unclear which one, he has to give them both gitin. So you see that it's binding even though it's not Mesur and Labia because it might be Achosishto. Ishto. answer is Rava. It's talking about where they initially knew and they only forgot afterwards. The Chiddush is the Seifa. It says if this fellow would pass away and he left two brothers, one of the brothers could do Chalitza to the one sister and the second brother could do Yibum then only after the first brother does Chalitza to the first sister, then the second brother could do Yibum to the second and sister. Chirish is, it's dafka in this order, otherwise you might have an issue of marrying a chos so which is problematic. Question number five on Rav, we have the same Mishnah, and you have Mishnah Mishnah Mishnah, a similar Mishnah. It says, if two men give Kedushin to two sisters, and they're unsure which one, there needs to be gittin from each. Alachayr, it's Emnasir, and Labia, why do you need to gittin from both? And for Rav, again, they initially knew, and then they forgot afterwards. So what's the Chidish? The Chidish is the Seifa, is where these two men die, and one had one brother, the other one had two brothers. This is the Chidish. The one brother means of the one nifty, the nifter that had one brother, he'll do chalitza to both. And then, the first of the two brothers of the second nifter does chalitza to one of the sisters. The second of the two brothers of the second nifter can only do yibam afterwards. Because if you do the reverse order, it might be an issue of marrying uh, Yavam al-Ashuk, which would be problematic. That's the Kiddush. Turning to Nun Aleph now. And this question knocks out Rav, actually. Question number six is a b'raith. If teaches that if the father of five boys who were appointed by their sons to be to, by his sons to be shluchim to marry them off to whoever they saw fit gave condition to the father of five girls and initially he said he only said one of your daughters is married to one of my sons and it was entirely unclear from the onset which one was married to whom. All of the five need to give Gitin to the five girls. So you see clearly, even though it's not Mr. and labia, it's still going to be an effective marriage, and they all need Gitun. This is a refutation to Rava. And actually the Gemara concludes, we paskin like Abaye, In the scenarios of Yal Kegam, Yud Ayin Lamid Kuf. Gimel Mem, the six cases where you pass passing like Abayi over Rava, and the Kuf is Kedusha, James, in and, Sheh, and We say it is considered an effective Kedushan, not like Rav who says it's not considered an effective Kedushan. We're stopping here about a third of the way down on Bezimud Aleph. As Hashem, pick up tomorrow with Daphne and Bez. In the meantime, everybody have a wonderful day.